We're back and better than ever. And today we're talking about my favorite income goal for y'all to hit and why you're stuck at two to three K months. So let's talk about the 5k breakdown. And before we dive into this, I want to really preface this that it's not the economy. And if that is your main reason why you're not making the money that you think you should, you should listen to this episode. So this is also for people if you've hit a 5k month before and you haven't consistently done it, meaning you're making less than $60,000 in 2023, this is going to be for you. We're going to dive right into this and make it easy peasy, lemon squeezy. So first things first, ideal client. Y'all think that ideal client and niche are like some little tidbit that marketing professors talk about and it's outdated. No, the problem is, is that y'all are being too specific with your ideal client or you're not being specific enough and there is a happy medium, but just deciding that you are the niche and that you have no ideal client is probably why you're not making money. Now, when I'm talking about ideal client, I'm not talking about demographic factors that she lives in Chicago and she makes $100,000 a year and things like that. What I am talking about is actually getting into the problems, the gaps, the solutions, the conversations they're having. This is the first thing that we actually focus on in Scale to 5K because I have noticed with my clients when they have a very clear and specific ideal client, their content gets better, their sales get better, they start making more money because they're specifically talking to someone. Now, if you are someone where you're like, well, I want to be more of a niche service. So instead of having an ideal client of like health coaches and you're a social media marketer for health coaches, that is okay because guess what? They still have their own problems and solutions that they are desiring. I literally just lost. What the heck, and Bob? Is back. I don't edit these and I have no interest in doing that. The second part of this, if you are a niche, is again talking about their problems and not being like you're ready to outsource your engagement. Being very specific about the symptoms that they're experiencing and how well you can describe those symptoms as clear and specific symptoms is going to improve your marketing vastly. So instead of saying you're ready to outsource your engagement, get clear on their ideal day. They are someone who has probably more than 50 messages in their DMs and they're constantly sending a message saying, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm just seeing this, just getting back to you now. And they know the power of messages, but to add that to their plate is like putting a fork in their eye. That is the difference. Now, the other piece of this is ideal client influences marketing sales, but you know where more people are getting hung up on? Offers. Can I be the first person to tell you that your offer really doesn't matter if you don't know how to market and sell it? And for a lot of you, you're trying to make these 100% customizable offers and you have no clue what you're selling. That was one of the beauties of working in t-shirts or clothing or massage memberships is that there was the offer, the marketing was done, and I just had to show up and sell it. I just had to close it and having that like repetition of the offer and selling one really good offer, one really good service is the power of it. So for those of you who are doing hourly and having to send a custom proposal, break it up into packages. For those of you who are like, my one-on-one coaching is so custom because you're a little angel baby and I'm, you know, customizing everything to you and your problems create a package and for the love of god the name doesn't matter i am so thankful that when i got into done for you services i didn't have to have this like amazing ass name 
because it doesn't matter. And some of y'all are trying to be more like philosophical than you actually are. You're selling a service. You are not selling the secret to life. You are not the massive computer. And that's where you're also probably struggling with this package pricing and having a package to clearly sell the package to be able to clearly talk about it because you're also trying to rely on paid in fulls and getting people to pay in full every time versus reoccurring income. Reoccurring income is how you build those 5k months to feel sustainable so it isn't this income up and down. But you have to have packages and you have to have good marketing and good sales which brings me to my next point. Marketing. Some of y'all have not posted on your feed since 2020 and I am literally shocked that you show up in my DMs and you're like, I'm not making money. And I'm like, you're not marketing. Marketing is designed to bring awareness in, to bring people in. And the cool thing is, is we live in a day and age where you could use a variety of platforms. We just brought Pinterest into my business to start moving people towards Instagram and to the podcast and to other things because the reach on Instagram is like next to zero. Do you have to do that? No. If you're using a high ticket service, you only need to have five people at $1,000 a month to make a 5k month. But that means you have to show up and talk about your offer and your content can't be three reasons why you need a VA. What is DM sales? What is a website? The interesting thing is too, is that some of you also go on the other end of the spectrum where you're trying to talk about things that you don't know about. Coming back to your ideal client, what is the problem that they are facing? Why do they have that problem? What are the symptoms of it? What are the solutions that they're desiring? And coming back to that, you need to repeat it more than once. Listen, I've been saying the same thing for three years, four years. I've been saying the same thing for a long time. It doesn't need to be unique. It doesn't need to be creative. It doesn't actually even need to be like philosophical at all. And some of y'all like you're trying to make it deeper than what it is. It needs to be repetitive because the average consumer needs to hear something 42 times before they buy. They need to spend on average seven hours with you and there are new people finding you in the buying process every single day. The problem is, is that the marketing isn't consistent so the sales can't be consistent and you don't know who you're talking to and it's just like a tower of Jenga that's falling down and then you're wondering why you have a better chance of getting hit by a flying toilet seat from the International Space Station than signing a client or someone saying, oh, I know what you do and I know how to help you. It's okay. We have all been there. We have all been there, myself included. And that's the next piece that this is going to be kind of the meat of this, but like sales is not the enemy here. Sales is not sleazy, icky, or gross, and your lack of selling and lack of marketing contributes to way more problems than you realize because people don't know what they're buying and they're not going to buy. And in this day and age, after surprise offers and pop-ups and pre-pre-sales with next to no details and all the other chaos that can happen in the online space, your buyer wants to be sure that the money they're spending is going to get them the results either in a coaching capacity or give them the information to go implement the results or in an outsourcing capacity. If you are selling once a week, no. If you are selling, you know, every once in a while and calling it good, sales every single day can look very different, but that is the place to do it. And sales doesn't always need to be 
getting someone to get into a program or service. It could be building your email list and having a strong nurture sequence. There are so many ways to do it. But the lack of selling and then deciding that you're going to build an email sequence when you don't know who you're talking to and you're not consistently marketing and you're not creating a presence in the online space, this is the cycle that so many of my clients go through before they join Scale to 5K. And that's where they feel so stuck. And that's where I get these messages of like, I have to get a job before, you know, I'm able to do this or I need to sign a client and your business should never be reliant on having to sign another client to pay your bills. If you want to go get a job, that is completely okay. There's a lot of people in the industry who are like, jobs are the end of the world and you're the worst business owner if you get a job or you DoorDash or you do anything else. That's a narrative that comes from the online space. It doesn't come from actual entrepreneurship. And sometimes that safety is needed if you are not making ends meet. And money is a basic need, right? And so if you're feeling the pressure and you're not showing up and you have to DoorDash or do something, get creative. But the solution to not making money in your business is not selling. And I don't know how many times I've had people come in and have these product suites and these marketing plans and these things. And then it's like, okay, when are you going to sell? And it's just like, sales who? Sales? She don't go here. She don't, she don't go here. And that's where this struggle and this cycle continues to go. Because the thing is, is there isn't repetition in sales and sales relies on repetition. I was in a podcast interview I think I talked about it actually in two and it's resting in the repetition. When you have an offer you consistently sell and you're doing the marketing around it and you're doing the sales, you're going up the spiral and you're getting better. You're putting time into it. And that's where this 5k breakdown can feel like a little mental breakdown is because you're not able to pay your bills or you're getting stuck or all these things are happening. And you're like, I just need to sign a client and you're not selling. You are not selling. Now, the last piece of this is mindset. You could not tell me different in my first year of business that I wasn't going to make a million dollars, even though I had no idea how I was going to do that, to be 100% honest with you. The interesting thing is, is that a lot of you are allowing your mindset to hinder the growth that you could have because you're either A, mindsetting yourself to death, you know, you're trying to get an alignment and you need to be in the best place. And if one thing doesn't happen the way you want it to, it derails your whole life business, you need to take a day. But the other thing is, is not really digging into the beliefs that you have and why things are going the way that they like really are right now. And they're not going the way you want. Your brain is a self-fulfilling prophecy. What it believes, it will do the actions around and you can't go around your beliefs. You cannot strategy yourself out of bad mindset. You also can't just think mindset and have no strategy. They go hand in hand. The problem that I see is that a lot of people aren't willing to address it. And when it comes to that, it's not just journaling and it's not just sitting in meditation. It's really starting to get in it because you are not conditioned to be a business owner. This is why entrepreneurship feels so difficult is because everything we're taught goes against entrepreneurship. You know, there aren't opportunities to fail in school. You fail, you have to take the class again. There is not a lot of opportunity to get rejected over and over and over, which you do experience in sales. And that's why so many business owners have tapped out in the last year, year and a half, two years. And we see it on a regular basis because on paper, entrepreneurship seems like a good idea. Make your own hours, work your own hours, make as much money as you want, build this social media, have this amazing life where you live in Bali 
But when you start to dig into it, it's like, holy shit, some days I'm going to show up and get smacked back down again. I'm going to launch an offer and not sign clients. I maybe have to borrow money from a family member to pay my bills because I'm waiting for this business to come fruition. You know, I'm having to split my time between a job and this business or my family in this business. And I can see the 20 years down the road, but right now things feel really hard. And there's, there is a certain level of resiliency that I see entrepreneurs starting out that are lacking. Is this a warning? Am I a lighthouse in the fog and saying, don't start a business? No. I am not saying that because a business changed my life. It changed who I was. It gave me access to go to therapy. It allowed me to change my mental health. I met this amazing partner. I have an amazing relationship with my dad. I I have cousins in town at the time of recording this and I've spent more time with them. I have had some incredible opportunities that never would have been handed to me. But there are also days where I cried and I cried to my dad and I cried to my boyfriend and I said that I'm not cut out for this. I have sat on my therapist's couch and said, you know, it would be so much easier to go get a six-figure job than to show up and do this every single day. I have had recently a launch where I only signed three clients and we had seven spots. I have had days where all I've heard is, no, now is not the time. I love you as a coach. I have had those days with you. But the difference is between you and where you're at right now and where you want to be is whether or not you're flexing that muscle. And for a lot of people, it gets really hard. Something that helps me a lot is A, trying new things, whether it's fitness or a hobby or those types of things, because it reminds me, you know, I come back to like, oh, I'm not good at this naturally. I have to work at it. And then it gets better and it reminds me of business. But it also expands your horizons. It also helps you take the pressure off. And yoga honestly built a lot of resilience for me. You know, the feelings I have off mat can come on the mat and sometimes I'm frustrated and I'm angry or I'm beating myself up. The thing is about all this though is that you have to pour into you and you are the only person who can drag yourself through those hard moments because it's easy to show up when you're winning. You know I got so used to winning that when I started quote-unquote losing which it wasn't actually losing but when I started losing I had a really bad reaction to it and that's where mindset is important. That's where using your tools are really important But if you are someone who only listened to the strategy part and you're getting in and you're like, yeah, yeah, Megan, it doesn't matter. This is your sign to do it. If you haven't, go ahead and listen to the episode I did with Addison about hypnotherapy. That covers so much of it. And I'm someone who will continue to preach hypnotherapy to the rooftops because it has been so life-changing. And inside Scale to 5K, we do have Addison come in and coach and do hypnotherapy with y'all. But if you are someone who you've listened to this and the mindset is the hardest part, I just encourage you to lean in. So if you enjoyed this episode, as always, you can send me a message on Instagram and I hope y'all have a great day. I will talk to you later.